This is Jason E. and welcome to the Trading and Ascension podcast. While discussing topics related to personal and spiritual development and day trading, this podcast provides thought-provoking concepts and direct source energy to help us evolve as humans and professional traders. I'm logging my journey. Today's topic is about willpower. By definition, it's the power to control one's actions, impulses, and emotions. How is your willpower? Could it improve? If you had double the access to your willpower this month, could you get more done? And would you have better results in your life? There's a a good chance you said yes to to some of those questions because Finder.com in their money section, they have some interesting statistics on 2021 New Year's resolutions that I ran across. These are numbers of people who won't meet their New Year's resolution due to a lack of control and low willpower. Now, they divided them up by generation. And let me give these to you. So Gen Z, 60.71% affected by willpower. Millennials, I'm sorry, 42.22% affected by willpower. Gen X, 51%. 0.11% won't reach their goals because of a lack of willpower. 52.94% of baby boomers will falter with low willpower. And silent gen, 52%. Now, honestly, I don't know what age range half of these labels are, but there's a bunch of them, so we're all somewhere in there. And just the average of all of them is 51.796% of people whose willpower is lacking. So today, I want to share two experiments dealing with willpower. These experiments spotlight some of the major flaws in how we see willpower and some surprising factors that affect willpower. From there, we'll be able to highlight some perspective shifts and tools, which I think can help us have stronger willpower and make more empowering decisions when we need to. Is willpower holding you back? Maybe um, you're having that same challenge over and over. Are the decisions and choices you know you should make not applicable or not? Are you not able to make those on a daily basis? Are there issues in your life that may impact your trading? You know, maybe you're staying up too late. And uh, you're hitting the charts the next day tired. For all of the just mentioned, and if you experience hurdles making small decisions daily, and you know those decisions might move your life forward, this episode is for you. The secret to getting past this, it may just be a misunderstanding of the part of ourselves that we're calling willpower. So we're going to move that needle today. I want to equip you with a few tools to help you get the most out of your ability to make the right choices daily. So like we hate the drive through, let's get it in. Now, there is a shocking secret about willpower and it's never taught. And I bet most don't know it. 
So let me tell you about the research. So first, first study in 1998, Roy Bowmeister conducted an experiment. Don't quote me on that name there, but he conducted a, an experiment, at least the last name. I think it's Bowmeister. And this experiment was called the cookie radish experiment. He brought subjects into a room filled with aroma of fresh baked cookies. And, you know, unless you're allergic or never had a cookie, you know what that smell is. You know what it smells like. You know, I remember in the mall, um, they used to have those cookie stores, the giant cookies. Uh, It might have just been called cookie, but it would just fill the mall up with that aroma. There'd be someone standing there with fresh little chunks and crumbles. Look like, you know, just the leftovers from the bottom of the cookie batch or something. Oh, it smelled great. So anyway, they came in this room smelling like cookies. And before them was a table. And the table had a plate of cookies and a bowl of radishes. You know, the vegetable. Some of the subjects were asked to sample the cookies. While others were asked to eat the radishes. And could you imagine, you know, you're smelling these cookies and they're like, hey, eat the radish. So after this, they were given 30 minutes to complete a difficult geometric puzzle. Now, Bowmeister and his colleagues found that people who ate the radishes, basically they had to resist the enticing cookies. They gave up on the puzzle after about eight minutes. While the Cookie eaters, they persevered for nearly 19 minutes on average. So a little more than double the time they spent on this geometric puzzle. The conclusion was people having to draw on willpower to resist the cookies were draining their self-control. And they were limiting it for subsequent situations. And it was shocking. Did you know that willpower was like a muscle and it can get fatigued? You know, and there are other studies to back this, but it may be shocking to know that your inability to utilize willpower may be because you've tired that muscle out for the day. You know, your your willpower may have made so many decisions. It's like it ran 10 miles and then a big decision comes and you're like asking this muscle to do 100 burpees. Now, I know there is also research on increasing willpower, but more importantly, we need to understand now how it works. Because even if we increase willpower, if we aren't taking the proper precautions and working with it now, we're going to burn it out at any level. It's like the small accountant trading. You know, if there's actions that we're taking to blow a small account, increasing the account size is not the answer. Neither is increasing willpower until we know more about it. Now, for some of us, I'm going to be blunt. You're just thinking too damn much. Addicted to your thoughts. You think pondering is helpful. And I love to ponder, believe me. But I also know it's easy To get lost in one's own mind. Plus, you know, now that we know that making decisions has a finite ability, we got to act accordingly. So how do we work best with a limited reservoir of energy? 
within our willpower? Well, first, we have to ensure we have maximum availability to what we have. Just like in trading, you know, we have to win with that smaller account. We have to make sure we're using all of it. So foundationally, you know, the simple stuff, we have to have proper nutrition and sleeping. And you heard the statement about hangry, right? When people aren't at their best because their their body needs fuel. You know, when you're feeling like that, it's not the time to make decisions. It's difficult to make decisions. A lot of times you just don't care. Like, I just need something to eat. And I'm sure Snickers, you know, with their, their deep pockets, they knew about data like this when they launched that satisfying campaign. We can also easily see, you know, when people get grumpy when they need more rest. They may lose patience and, and snap at someone because the willpower and self-control is gone. And we all do things that we wouldn't have normally when we have low energy. You know, so we have to have sleep. We have to have nutrition. You know, you think about the effects of alcohol. And I don't know the effects, but I know, you know, that it's another thing that affects our ability to make good decisions. You know, and, and let me, quick story. So my freshman year, I am walking back to the dorms with my roommate. And we had way too many beers. And I see the building. The building's made of brick. And before we get in, we're on the side of the building. And I have never, ever, not even till this day, you know, had as much belief as I had at that moment. I mean, I feel great about my trading business. I feel incredible about this podcast and this ability to its ability to impact people in a positive way. But never, ever before or since have I been as confident as I was at that moment. When I believed that I could punch through that brick wall, <laughs> every, every cell in my body was about it. You know, luckily, my roommate, he calmly talked me out of it, you know, and I reluctantly decided not to. And mostly because there were people in the building. I didn't want to bring it down on top of them. So, you know, alcohol wasn't the proper nutrition for my willpower and me making the right decision at that moment. <laughs> You know, I'm not shooting down alcohol, alcohol at all, but there's a good chance I probably couldn't have punched through that wall. And, you know, kids know that willpower is limited. You know, they can ask enough times until they finally wear their parents out and they get the yes they seek. So, you know, I'll stop on that rant, but make sure you have maximum energy to make the right decisions with enough proper nutrition and rest. And since we know willpower is limited, we can say it's basically burning away with every decision after we wake up. And depending on our activities, it can be burning without even making decisions. And it's no wonder why successful people, they talk about doing things early in the day. If you think about all the decisions we make over the course of a day, why would we wait to make important decisions late in the day. You know, it's like that book, Eating the Frog, Eat the Frog. And it talks about the power of doing the hard things early in the day, getting on the right track. And I think it's true. And I, and I live by it. You know, the first 20 minutes of the day, 
set the momentum for the day. And to the point where it's almost impossible to break the momentum if you get off to a negative start. First 20 minutes of the day, you have to protect it. And don't you notice when we put things off sometimes, things just usually come up? So get the important things done early. Make the big decisions early. And, you know, part of this, too, because I'm, I'm, I'm pushing hard for early, but part of this is also knowing your body's rhythm. Because early is better if the willpower tank is running. But for me, I know if I needed to, I could stay up. And if I hit about 1130, a second wind kicks in. Now, I rarely use it because I need sleep for tomorrow and 5 a.m. wake ups give me much more productive days. But if I needed to, I could work late, stay up to that time, wait for that second wind and get some extra hours towards a project. You know, I also know I don't focus well mid-morning, so I make sure I set my days up accordingly to my natural energy flow. So can consider your body's energy flow for decision-making. Now, the next tool to help us improve decision-making and not burning out willpower I want to mention is self-observation. Start to look at your life and find places to make things smoother. If you have to make 10 small, insignificant decisions, then all of a sudden a big meeting comes or a, a, a major decision or a random event or temptation or anything calling upon the need for you to have willpower. You're going to be drained. When doing things, even if it's small and mundane, ask yourself, is there a better way, to, a better way to do this? You know, Simple things like, you know, sometimes it helps me back in the car in that way when I have to leave, especially, you know, when I am uh, was at work in um, heavy parking lots, you can just leave out. You don't have to back out. It's just making things easier for you in the future. When you start to notice how you do things, especially because a lot of these things become um, on autopilot, you can improve these processes and you can save brain energy. That way, when it goes back to autopilot and it becomes an unconscious action again, you have upgraded yourself and you've optimized that situation. You know, and it can be small things like for me, you know, washing a plate and putting it in the dishwasher versus putting it in the sink only later to put it in the dishwasher helps smooth out my life. Be willing to, you know, break current habits to get the best out of your time. Find things that that work for you, though, of course. You know, when you observe and look for ways to improve, this opens the door for ways to automate and thus save your willpower. You know, and it's okay to take suggestions on optimal practices and what I'm saying, but it's even better to see what you need as an individual. When you start to self-observe, it opens up the door to better practices. Then eventually these practices, they go to the unconscious on autopilot in your mind and it just serves you better. So don't be afraid to shake things up in the name of improvement. You know, this seeking of improvement in many areas gives you the ability to automate practices as well. So, you know, the last thing I want to mention before I change lanes here is to help reserve willpower so it lasts longer and helps us when we truly need it is automation. There are um, some things we think about that we should or that should be on autopilot. You know, auto shipping is a good one. 
If you know your shampoo lasts for 11 days and it's been like that for years, you know, have it shipped to you every 10 days. May save you some time from going to the grocery store. When we use technology in ways like that, it works for us. Now, believe me, I'm not saying fill your life with robots, but some things you can leave that are mundane to others and you can automate them. You know, and this could be setting up things for the week, like on Sunday, dinner plans for the week. That's using willpower today to save willpower and decisions to be made in the future. And then the future you is going to look back and be like, yeah, good looking out. You know, you ever did something for yourself? It's like almost like, you know, finding jeans or finding money in your jeans. Sometimes we can do things for our future self and we're like, man, that's awesome. All in all, when we understand that we aren't at fault for the decline in our willpower, it's a finite muscle. We can cater to a strength and we can use our power to the fullest when we need it for the important things. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I know we all do the best at every moment within our current consciousness. So it's only by raising our level of consciousness is the option to do better presented to us. So it's a worthy self-investment to spend your time with a mindful eye on your decision-making ability and then just see where you can grow. Now, this next experiment dealing with willpower, it's just as shocking as the first one. And this may be one of the most impactful studies that I can think of when it comes to day trading. And this experiment was called the Nobody Likes You Experiment. And so a team of researchers from Florida State, Florida Atlantic, and San Diego State, they wanted to see how willpower was affected by one's feeling of belonging. So they took a group of college students, and I believe that these were, you know, college students with pretty good social lives. And they wanted to make them feel miserable to see what the result was on their willpower. So the first thing they did was they took them and they broke them up into same sex groups. Now, that was kind of the first step of of causing misery. Not sure how that works, but that's that's how the experiment worked. Then they told them to chat for 20 minutes using just common conversation starters. After 20 minutes, they got them together and they said, all right, students, we want you to go separately, write down the names of two people from the party. Of course, it was a fake party that you would like to work with for the next part of the experiment. So they all go their separate ways. They write down their favorite people. Oh, this person and this person. I want to work with them in the next portion. The researchers collected those notes and they just tossed them aside. You know, and the, the subjects had no clue. So next they gathered the group. And they told him, "Okay, we're going to individually tell you how much of the others wanted to work with you. So they randomly chose them and they took the first candidates and they said, "Okay, come on in by yourself. Look, everyone chose you. Everyone wanted to work with you. However, the group is already too big. So you're going to have to work alone for the next task. And this group of, of boys and girls, they smiled. They walked to the assigned rooms. Like, man, everybody wanted me. But okay, a casualty. I get that. Next group of randomly selected students, they said, I hate to tell you this, but 
No one chose you as someone they wanted to work with. And hearing this news that no one liked them, these students, they their eyes started to get glued towards the floor. And when they went to the next room, you could just see their feet dragging. You could see the energy. They, they were deflated. Now, the true experiment hadn't even started yet. Right? This is still the misery setting it up. So what happens next is what they really wanted to know. So the students were given a in the other room a bowl of 35 cookies. And they were asked to judge the cookies by their taste, their smell, and their texture. And there's just something about cookies in these willpower experiments, right? In the West, we must have a thing for cookies. So um, so there were no guidelines on how many cookies they should eat. And they gave them 10 minutes and said, okay, you're alone. Complete this task. Judge these cookies by taste, smell, and texture. So the scientists wanted to know how many cookies would each group consume and how they would behave and how their behavior would differ. And you don't have to be a rocket, you know, scientist or rocket surgeon, <laughs> right, to, um, to think about the answer. Which group ate more, right? Which group do you think? But it might interest you to see how much more they ate and why. So the loser group, they ended up eating twice as many cookies as the popular group. You may say, why? Well, so the, the scientists claim that social exclusion impairs self-regulation. Let me say that again. Social exclusion impairs self-regulation. It means that when put into a social group, we understand that there are a set of rules we need to follow in order to fit in. It's natural to us as human. The kinds of things that we don't really think about, we just do them, like not interrupting others, taking turns, standing in lines, laughing at unfunny jokes, that kind of stuff. So when the unpopular group was told no one picked them, this self-regulation was all of a sudden questioned. And, you know, in their minds, they were thinking, hey, you know, I did all the things I was supposed to do and society still snubbed me. So why should I care how many cookies the world thinks I should eat? Why do I care what they think? I'll eat as many cookies as I feel like eating. And that's what they did. And can you see how these type of experiments can be ran on society, especially when we're talking about, you know, the age of victims? So this is something that you need to hear and understand as a trader. You need to have others around you. Social dynamics can have an effect on our willpower. And our business, this, there's seasonality to this, of course. You know, believe me, I know, um, because I, I love to be left uh, alone and left to my own devices. But you can't hermit up for too long without it having a negative impact. If studies show that we naturally change to fit in with groups. What if you started hanging with successful traders or just successful people in general? What if you got a couple of guys together like I did and you started your own mastermind group? You know, so recently, this last few days, I've been researching the uh, Rosenthal effect. And it's really made me raise the standards I have for myself, for my children, for my loved ones. You know, accountability is almost my love language. But 
you know, of course, this can also have a negative impact. So surround yourself with the right people. You know, as I conduct interviews for season two of the podcast and and um, you definitely want to stay tuned for those. They're, they're going to be incredible. But the idea there was a commonality, the idea of getting a mentor kept coming up from these successful traders. So you may want to invest in a mentor. You may want to find a small tribe to grow together. And I'll tell you what, until you find the right people to level up with, and even after you find these people, the Trading Ascension podcast will be here to help you level up every other day. You know, I won't be offended or scared if you email me and say, hey, Jason, you know, I I talk back to you during the show like uh, like you're here with me. (laughs) You know, I am there with you, fellow traders and uh, Ascension seekers. Let's get it. And, you know, and I, and I hope this was helpful. It was super fun to create. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed, if you benefited from our time together, please share the podcast with traders you care about. Check out more thought-provoking talks around personal growth, spiritual growth, and trading at tradingascension.com. If you have uh, issues, I want to say this in closing. If you're having issues with bouncing back from a setback or you want to Lessen the time it takes for you to get back to an optimal state after a trading hurdle. So you can get back on the charts. If any of that is the case, I want you to go to tradingascension.com and on the first page, download the free PDF book, Getting Out of the Fog. And you can join the VIP list by doing that. Now, it's three exercises under 10 minutes. To help you get back to an optimal state. Science-backed exercises. So check that out if you need it. Thank you for listening. And remember to be the hero of your story.